My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. Have you ever thought about the prayers that are recorded in the Book of Mormon? Like, how did they get there? Who wrote them down? Was there somebody listening to the prayers that wrote them down? Or was it the person that prayed the prayer that wrote them down? And why did they write them down? I've thought about this sometimes, wondering if that's something that I could possibly do in my life. Maybe write down prayers that were meaningful to me, not so that I can say them again, but so that I can remember what I prayed for and then give myself a chance to see the answers to my prayers come. Whether it's something that I wanted or maybe something I wasn't planning on, but was yet an answer to something that I had specifically prayed to my Heavenly Father about. Anyway, one of these prayers is actually really intriguing to me, and it's a prayer that Alma said when he headed out on his mission to the Zoramites. Actually, he was already there. So Alma heads on a mission to the Zoramites with a bunch of other men. They get to the Zoramite city. They're observing what's going on with the Zoramites. And they see that in the synagogues, they have this ramiumptum in the middle. Everybody gets up there, says the exact same prayer. You know, I can just imagine Alma looking and watching these people being like, what is going on here? Just at a complete loss for where to even start with teaching these people. And so he gives this prayer. I don't know who wrote it down or where it came from or why it was recorded, but it's really interesting to me. And it's found in Alma chapter 31, verses 26 to 35. So it's it's kind of a long prayer and he does some really interesting things. I'm not going to read it all right now, just because it is kind of long. But anyway, he gives a very personal prayer. It's very specific to his current circumstances on this mission that he's in. So he tells Heavenly Father exactly what's going on with the Zoramites. He tells the story of what he's seeing, how it's making him feel. He admits that it is a huge burden on him to see the people like this. He even says, Oh Lord, my heart is exceedingly sorrowful. He admits that he's feeling just weighed down, possibly wondering if there's any hope for these people. And he admits that he's struggling with it. And then he asks for comfort. He pleads for strength to be able to bear the burdens that he knows are coming as he tries to teach these people. He prays for the men that are with him, that they will have strength. And he asks for success in helping others. He prays that they will be brought to repentance. And I grew up thinking that prayer was, you talk to Heavenly Father, you thank Him for your blessings, you ask Him for the things you need, and that's it. But Alma doesn't necessarily do that here. He's actually telling His Heavenly Father what He's seeing, what's been going on, how He's feeling about it. And I think that that kind of prayer can open up a relationship with our Heavenly Father, a closer one than just thanking him for blessings and asking for things. No, those things are not bad to do. We should most definitely 
give gratitude to the Lord for everything that we have. And we should ask him for the things that we feel that we stand in need of. That is totally fine. But we do more than that when we talk to people around us, right? The people that we feel closest to, we're not just thanking them for what they've done and then asking for things, right? We're telling them what's going on. We're telling them how we feel about it. We're having discussions, conversations. Our conversations with Heavenly Father can often end up taking longer because it might be through the scriptures or through another person or something else that we get our answer. But conversations happen nonetheless. Anyway, so contrast Alma's prayer, very personal for his specific circumstances, with the Zoramite's prayer. It's very, very different. It's the exact same thing from every single person, right? Vain repetitions for everyone. There is no personal feeling or circumstances in it. When they mention other people, it's only to demean and belittle them. There's no mention of trying to help them or trying to bring them to God or anything like that. They place their own knowledge and their understanding above everybody else. They don't ask for any help. Apparently, they already have everything they need. And really, I don't understand why they're praying at all. What is the purpose in their prayer? What does it do for them? I can't find anything that it does for them. Whereas Alma's prayer shows a relationship with somebody. It shows trust in somebody. It shows hope. And I love how he ends his prayer as he's feeling all of this sorrow for the Zoramites and for their choices and things. He says, behold, O Lord, their souls are precious and many of them are our brethren. Therefore, give unto us, O Lord, power and wisdom that we may bring these, our brethren, again unto thee. Now, if you know the story of Alma and the Zoramites, he has some success among the poorer people, but not so much success with the rest of the people. So, I mean, I guess you could say that Alma's prayer was not answered because they weren't able to convert the whole entire city of the Zoramites, but I think it was answered. I think the Lord gave them the strength to be able to do what they had to do. I think the Lord most definitely heard Alma's prayer, that he was listening, that he was interested in hearing Alma's version of things, in hearing about Alma's sorrow, about the things that were hard, about the things that he was not looking forward to. And as I liken Alma's way of praying to my life, I can feel myself being more willing to trust my Heavenly Father, to trust the person that I am speaking to. And I feel more like he is really there. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened unto me, my personal scripture journey.